This is episode twenty third. It's called Everyone is Leaving Me. Question Do professional podcasters have to put their dog bed over the air duct to reduce the sound of background noise? <laughs> Highly doubtful. Whatever. It's all good. Okay, welcome to episode twenty three. It is called in typical Lisa dramatic flair, everyone is leaving me. And it's called that because they are. And so I'm going to get a little bit into that in just a moment, my self-indulgence. Oh my God. So what I had actually planned for this episode is not what is happening. So in my mind, in my ridiculous brain, I was like, oh, I will do an episode with my oldest son and my youngest child. And we will talk about, you know, life lessons learned and what it's like when a sibling leaves for university and Avery's feelings and Sebastian's insights. And won't that just be delightful? (laughs) Well, reality, Sebastian's out getting his hair cut and running around trying to get his iPhone fixed because some dork stepped on his phone last night when he was out playing soccer and cracked his screen. And God forbid, he's not going to university without a cell phone because how will I incessantly text him all day, right? Like he's going to need a phone. So he's out doing that. And when I really thought about sitting down with Avery and asking her to explore her feelings about her brother, the person she loves more than anybody else on the planet, leaving, I was like, that's, that is just not a good idea. So I'm going to let her just process everything naturally without, you know, forcing her to examine her feelings because that's just mean. And um, so, yeah, so instead of, of that poignant podcast, <laughs> I'm going to make this all about me, right? Like, why not? I'm going to talk a little bit about how it feels as a parent to guide your child through life and then out the door. (laughs) And I'm going to do it without tears. Most likely. I've already cried them all though. It's all good. Okay. So this episode, like I said, is called Everyone is Leaving Me. (laughs) And here we go. Hey, everyone. It's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. So when I said that everyone is leaving me, I'm not even exaggerating because I tend to exaggerate like a teeny bit. (laughs) Everyone is leaving me though. So first of all, my husband is a phys ed teacher and he returned to work on Monday and um, he was basically home for most of the pandemic. So him leaving was, ugh, I felt like I was losing a limb, you know? So he's off doing his gym thing and... um, Avery, who uh, was supposed to start high school last year in grade nine. However, she stayed home and did online learning, but this year she is going in person. So I have a lot of feelings about that, but I'm swallowing them. And uh, yesterday we actually went on a tour of her high school and that was a pretty big moment. And it's pretty funny though, because she was chatting all the way there and so excited. And she actually asked for her hair to be braided and she wore a pretty dress and she was just so looking forward to this. So we get in the door, she meets her uh, cert and another teacher and she was silent. 
It was like walking the halls was like an episode of um, what's that movie? The Quiet Place. <laughs> We were walking along, she didn't say a word, and her eyes were wide darting, and I think she was just basically overwhelmed by the whole situation. And um, But her teachers will get to know the real her like within five minutes of meeting her on the first day, so that's great. Anywho, I am sure I will be back to discuss the whole high school situation at some further juncture, but for now, I'm going to focus my obsession uh, attention <laughs> on Sebastian and his journey to post-secondary education. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, uh, yeah, if you thought as a parent that leaving your child uh, for the first day of kindergarten, if you thought that was tough, because it was, that's a tough moment. Like I remember crying all the way home after dropping him off at school. If you thought that was tough, I, I have to say that there's an age and a stage and I get every moment it has its challenges, but when you, when you face the idea that your child is physically leaving the home and going to live elsewhere and is an adult, holy Hannah, it is a lot to process and it's super emotional. And yes, I've had some teary moments, but for the most part, I'm trying to be um, stoic. <laughs> it's trying and failing. And I'm trying to focus on the excitement. Like I keep saying to Sebastian, like it's going to be so exciting and I'm so thrilled for you. And what can I get you for your dorm? And how can we make this comfortable for you? And, you know, all that stuff. But behind closed doors, um, I'm a little teary because I keep questioning, like, did I teach them this? Like, did I, did I impart that information? Did I do a good job? Like, it's a lot. So this week, I'm just grappling with... I don't know. I'm trying to impart all the last minute wisdoms and the don't forget to's. He was sitting, scrolling through his broken phone and he was, you know, paying attention to some thing. And I was like, Sebastian. And he's like, yeah. I said, will you promise that you're going to like text me like every day? And he looked at me and I know that was really needy, but he was like every day. And I said, well, okay, maybe not every day, but like if I text you, could you maybe respond by the end of the day? it's baby steps, man. It's hard. I was trying to explain to him that even though he's a man, a six foot four, 18 year old, basically grown up man, he still is and always will be my baby. (laughs) And he gets it. And he's quite compassionate and empathetic about that. But he he is an 18 year old man child and um, doesn't have the patience for his mother's dramatics. Anyway, I thought I was super cool about this, focusing on the positive and the excitement instead of wallowing in the, did I do enoughs and all of that. Uh, I was good until the other day when Sebastian was vomiting and had an excruciating headache and was freaking me out because I was like, well, this is obviously COVID because what else would it be? We're in the age of COVID. Anyway, long story short, it wasn't actually COVID. It was a like random virus slash cold slash flu thing that we forget that you can still get other things besides COVID. And um, it was a 24-hour thing that went through Sebastian and a, and a uh, group of his friends who were all playing basketball outside together, but they weren't wearing masks, right? Because we're all double vaxxed. And um, yeah, so he got that. 
he kindly gave that to me and I had that for 24 hours as well. And um, we're good, but it just made me think like, who's going to take his temperature when he's at school and who's going to bring him Tylenol and who's going to check on him in the night. And (laughs) yeah, I got to get over it. He'll figure it out. And then the next day after when he was sick, I went in to check on him and I said, Sebastian, why is there blood all over your pillow? Well, he'd also had a nosebleed in the night. So that was, (laughs) was a bit alarming, but you know, it's a nosebleed. It's okay. We navigated that situation and all good. And then day before yesterday, I was outside pulling some weeds and uh, I came in to discover that Sebastian had fainted in his bedroom and um, he was on his bed and he was sitting folding socks because I had threatened him to do that or else. And Avery was in her room putting away clothes and she heard a loud bang, which was Sebastian hitting the floor. And so we knew that he has this thing called orthostatic hypotension or postural hypotension. And I I wrote it down. It's a form of low blood pressure that happens when you stand up from sitting or lying down. And it can make you feel dizzy or lightheaded and even cause you to faint. Him having it makes me want to faint, actually. Uh, I'm a high blood pressure person, so this doesn't even compute with me. But he has like extremely low blood pressure, like he's basically hibernating. You know, so, okay, so it, uh, what it is is so when you stand up, gravity causes blood to pool in your legs and your abdomen. This decreases blood pressure because there's less blood circulating back to your heart. And there are special cells near your heart and by your neck and your arteries that can detect the blow, the low blood pressure. And so then they send a signal to the rest of your body to temporarily constrict blood flow in other tissues particularly the brain, hence the lightheadedness. So I guess he was sitting. And so what happens is it's uh, when you're changing positions. So you have to be very careful when you're going from sitting to standing. He's a very tall person. He's got long limbs, and this is quite common. It's actually way more common than you would think. So I've talked to several girlfriends whose children have uh, the same thing and have also uh, passed out in different scenarios. So that's fun. So I guess he stood up and um, he took one step forward and felt kind of lightheaded and sort of leaned up against his closet door uh, frame. And then he said he woke up and he was lying on his back on the floor. And fortunately, his head hit his desk chair, which is padded, because right behind his desk chair was the sharp wooden corner of his bed frame. So that is the stuff of nightmares. And of course, he's playing it down because young people don't worry about their mortality like we old folks do. They are invincible, right? Now he's reasonable. He realizes that he needs to be more mindful of his you know, changing position and standing and that sort of thing. But realistically, this is something that he needs to figure out. And I'm very grateful that this happened while he was still at home as a reminder, because we have known about this since, um, oh my goodness, since the beginning of the pandemic, we, when he first started passing out, um, the first time was he was lying on Avery's bed and he heard her coming upstairs. So he jumped up from the bed and he ran and hid in her closet because he was planning on jumping out and scaring her. Well, he didn't jump out exactly. It was more of a falling out as he was passing out. And he definitely scared all of us as he was lying face down unconscious on the floor. So of course, I was like, oh my God, we need to get his heart checked and all this blood work. And of course we were concerned 
you know, when your child loses consciousness, it's not a good thing. So we took him to see all the specialists. He went to a pediatric cardiologist who ruled out any heart issues and we did all the blood work and he's good. Healthy ticker, healthy kid. It's just one of those things. So I'm glad that that happened again because we were getting quite complacent and it was a good reminder. So I was speaking with a girlfriend whose daughter is a year older than Sebastian and she went through the exact same thing. And ironically, her first fainting spell was when she was also playing hide and go seek and hiding in a closet. And we were like, are you even kidding me? What 17 year olds play hide and seek? You know who does? Our kids. (laughs) So she gave me some great strategies and tips and she is very smart and she explained like the science behind it. And I feel much more um, confident that with this knowledge, he will be able to keep himself safe because my strategy was to (laughs) make him wear a helmet. And I was laughing because when he was a baby, he had to wear a corrective helmet to reshape his head. And I was like, well, let's dust that thing off. Maybe we can get it resized. And, um, you know, we've come full circle. (laughs) He wasn't on board. I don't know why. So all that to say, He's leaving and it's okay because it's the natural course of things. (laughs) I don't like it, but it is. So I just need to suck it up and let him go. He needs to go and spread his wings. He needs to stand up very slowly and cautiously and then spread those man wings and live his best life because that's what we all want for our children, right? And, um, One other wisdom that my friend, the one with the fellow closet fainter, (laughs) imparted upon me was, she said she was talking to her daughter and she was like, listen, I need to say these things to you so that I can feel good and safe about letting you go. And she said, you know, thank you for being so patient with me. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's brilliant. So I said that those similar words to Sebastian. And I just said, listen, I know I'm driving you bananas and I'm telling you the same things over and over again. And I just need to do that because I just do. And he just kind of smiled and he said, it's okay, mom, you can keep reminding me. He goes, but don't, but don't text me every day. (laughs) I'm going to try really hard not to. So yeah. Um, And the final thing is uh, I'm going to end this with something that Avery said. Uh, We were at Sebastian's University as a family taking a little tour around and we were driving home and she was sitting beside Sebastian in the back seat and I heard her say, Sebastian, are you going to remember me when you're gone? Oh my God, that was like a gut punch. So yeah, we are going to remember him when he's gone and I'm going to remember that he's going to be back and um, it's it's not the end of the line, it's just a different path right? Oh God, I'm going to end this now before I start to cry because I'm, this is ridiculous. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay. That's a little dramatic. How much of this can I blame on specific like life circumstances and how much is hormones and lack of sleep? I don't know. But anyway, I'm feeling the feelings, but I'm okay now. But to just add some levity to this uh, situation, I'm going to ask Avery to tell her joke. And just in case you're wondering why we end each episode with a joke, well, because life is funny and laughter is the best medicine and also Ativan. And also because Avery finally gets the joke. 
I haven't really talked about this before, and I think it's worthy of its own episode, but Avery was unable to understand like the plot line of a very simple story or forget about learning like a punchline. She, they were, most of them went over her head and now she gets it. So we're embracing that and she's choosing her own jokes. And often I do have to explain them to her, but once I explain them, she will laugh in the right places and she gets it. So this is just an opportunity for her to demonstrate her um, comprehension of the funny things in life. Okay, here it is. Why was the baby strawberry crying? Why was the baby strawberry crying? Because her parents were in a jam. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.